it's going to be okay if you just stay in the ship. If you just stay on board, you'll be okay. You may lose the ship and everything else, but your lives you're going to save. Amen. And so as they, uh, as they fight this storm and they, they, they endure this uh, strong winds and the seas, uh, uh, I'm sure it, it was a uh, sight to behold. Amen. I, I've been out fishing on, on the ocean and um, nothing compared to what this is, I'm sure. And uh, in a boat that I would have probably thought was a little safer than what they were in. Amen. And, and it could get scary. I'm sure at night, the nights that passed, amen, there comes a point where at the end of the, this uh, excursion they're on, Paul says it's been 14 days since you've eaten. Amen. 14 days, no food. Amen. On the sea in a storm. Amen. Paul and these men had been through some stuff. Amen. They hadn't, this, this, they hadn't just come off of a... Uh, a luxurious vacation and showed up on a, an island somewhere. They had gone through a rough time. I remember this first part of this year, we fasted seven days. I thought I was going to die. That's a, that's a lot of days without food. Amen? Fourteen days, no food. And, and I'm sure that they were uh, struggling. Uh, you know, they had to work the ship. They weren't just able to lay around and uh, relax. Amen. They no doubt were at this point when they had landed on the island of Melita, their ship. They finally get to a place and they, uh, their ship uh, lands and uh, they're able to get out and they find themselves upon a, a, an island. They have no idea the surroundings. They don't know the people of the island. They don't know anything about this place. Amen. All they know is they're glad to be off the ship. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have you ever been through some trials or some storms in your life and you think, I don't care what happens, I'm just glad to be out of that storm. Amen. I'm just glad to be out of where I was. I don't know where I'm at now. Amen. I don't know, I don't know what the future may hold, but praise God. He kept me through the storm. Amen. He's going to see me through it. Amen. God said, I'm going to keep you through it, Paul. You're going to bear witness. And Paul said, I, you know what? Not only are, is he going to save me, everyone that stays on the ship going to be saved amen but at this at this moment Paul finds himself on this island amen and the weather wasn't the greatest amen uh, um, if you look at the in verse number two uh, it says that there was a fire that was kindled amen and this was done by the the, the people of the island amen it was a kind gesture amen and they kindled the fire, and they received them, and, and they weren't uh, they weren't vicious, and they and they saw that they understood uh, the the men that was with Paul. They realized that this was a place where they could receive some assistance and some help, Amen. And uh, they kindled a fire because of the rain and because of the cold, Amen. If you've ever gone camping, I've I've been in, in situations, Amen, where you're just cold and wet, and it's just miserable. Amen. It's just a miserable experience. It's a miserable time. Amen. And through all of this, uh, uh, the, the men of this island decide uh, they kindle the fire. But you see that Paul, uh, he's not just happy with the kindled fire. Uh, he, he sees that the flames are, are beginning to go out. These men weren't going to just continue to wait on them hand and foot. Amen. I see Paul. He goes and he's apparently... Uh, has enough initiative to go out and he's deciding, you know, I've got to find something, some dry 
wood, something to put on this fire to keep it going. And so I could see Paul saying, you know what? I've been 14 days on the sea. You know, I crashed the ship on this island. Don't know where we're at. It's cold. It's raining. I just want to go to sleep. Amen. I'm sure uh, he, he is just as in, in a miserable uh, state of mind. Amen. But during this time, he, he just wants to build a little fire. Amen. And warm himself by the fire. Amen. But when he does, he throws the, the wood upon this fire. And, and out came, you know, the, and you just don't think it could get any worse. Amen. Just don't think it could get any worse. You just want to get warm, you know. And I'm minding my own business, just trying to build a fire. Just want to get warm, and this happens. Amen. But I'm telling you, this 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 wasn't a surprise or a shock. I don't think at this point to Paul. Amen. It's not to me surprising either. Amen. That this attack comes from a sneaky, sly, subtle serpent. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, amen, this is why it's not surprising to me, amen, this is why it doesn't shock me, amen, that a viper would be what is a sneak attack to Paul, amen, verse, chapter 3 verse 1 of Genesis says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, amen, it was the most subtle beast there ever was. Amen. The Bible says it's more subtle. It's sneaky. Amen. A snake is a cold-blooded animal. Right? Amen. It's, I, I hate snakes. I don't know about you guys. I hate snakes. I hate little snakes. I hate big snakes. I hate green snakes. I hate black snakes. I hate red snakes. I hate anything that starts with an S and ends in nake. I don't like it. I hate snakes. I just, I don't. There's something about them they just are creep me out. And I think, you know, uh, I have good cause, amen, to be afraid of snakes. Amen. Because there was a woman in the Bible who wasn't afraid of them. Amen. Convinced her husband not to be afraid of them and caused everybody a whole lot of problems. Because they're subtle. They're sneaky. They're cold-blooded. Amen. And in weather like they were having on this island, it was cold, it was rainy. Amen. There's a snake that's... Uh, if you know much about cold-blooded animals, they, when it's cold outside, the blood of that animal finds the temperature of the surrounding area. If it's 60 degrees outside, that, or 50 degrees, and, or 40 degrees and raining, that thing's going to be cold, and it's, the blood's not going to be flowing in the snake and the animal, and it's not going to want to move a whole lot, right? Amen. Unlike you and I, unlike Paul, his body temperature is close to 100 degrees, and it's cold, and he said, i got to do something to warm up. Amen. But I tell you what, a snake, amen, the snake, the devil is fine. He's okay and he can survive and adapt to a cold climate. Amen. The snake was just fine where it was at. It was okay. It wasn't seeking a hot fire. It wasn't seeking something, amen, to warm itself by. Amen. But Paul was not happy and satisfied, cold and wet. He understood there was something greater, and he was looking for something more than just the cold and the rain. I've gone through the storm. I've gone through the trial. You know what? But I'm going to build myself a fire, and I'm going to warm myself. Amen. I'm going to get something to eat, and I'm going to have revival where I am. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight, I think, where, whether you've been through a storm, amen, you may be in the midst of a storm. You may not have eaten spiritually in a long time. You may be tired. You may be weary. Hallelujah. It may be cold and it may be rainy and you may be stranded on an island. You don't know how you're going to go off of. You don't know who you're surrounding. You just don't know at all. But I tell you what. Build a fire where you're at. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul didn't have to kindle it. Paul didn't. It was started. Amen. God's, God's baptized us with the Holy Ghost and with the fire. He's got the thing going. Amen. But I'm convinced that God expects us to continuously build. Amen. And build. And build. Amen. On the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. He filled them with the Holy Ghost. Amen. But he didn't go out and wait for another 3,000 to fill them. Amen. It was those that were filled that went out and began to build a fire. Hallelujah. Amen. I can see and imagine Paul as he's picking up these bundle of sticks and going along. And I'm sure he's hurrying and trying. and not, It's dark, not paying much attention. Just picks up. the and, and in the midst of the sticks and in the midst of the wood that he's built, wants to build a fire, he's picked up something. Amen. That he didn't want to pick up. Hallelujah. I'm convinced because he shook it off. Amen. If, I, if it would have been me, I was in the yard the other day. Laugh at me. I don't care. The snake was about this big. It wasn't a worm. It was an S-snake is what that was. And I was cutting the grass. Well, I'd seen snakes in my yard before doing cutting the grass, and, and they were much bigger, about like that. And uh, I don't like snakes. But I stomped that sucker. I stomped it dead. Hey, you know what's, what's so funny about that? You know what? If Eve would have stomped that little snake in the garden, what does that snake become in the end of Revelation? It becomes a mighty dragon waiting at the church, waiting to destroy the child that's given birth. I'm telling you, if we don't kill the little snakes, amen, we allow them to grow and we allow them, oh, they're cute, it's okay, it's not harmful. We allow them to go and to grow, amen, before long we'll be fighting dragons in our life, amen. You're going to fight dragons in the church, hallelujah, amen. So I thank God for a pastor who'll stand and say, hey, there's a little snake, we need to kill that where it is. Hey, there's a little snake over there. Hey, we're drawing the line right here because right there's a little snake and we don't want that thing to grow. Amen. Because I don't want you fighting the dragon. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. Fighting the little snakes is a whole lot easier. Hallelujah. Than fighting the big dragons. Hallelujah. I guarantee you, you'd all be scared of the big dragons. But we get an attitude that says, well, it's just, it's, what's the big deal? It's just a little thing. Amen. What's the matter with, amen. What's the matter? Why can't I, uh, Go to here, uh, go to work, or go to school, or go wherever. Amen. And my sleeve link not just be quite where it needs to be. I'm telling you, it's little snakes, folks. Amen. It's little snakes that are going to change and grow and adapt. Amen. Hallelujah. And they're going to grow and adapt before you even realize it. Hallelujah. Paul picked up a snake. Paul picked up a serpent before he even knew about it. Hallelujah. He picked it up and he carried it with him. I don't know if it was a within the first few bundles that he picked up or how far he walked, but he carried a snake with him. Amen. Unaware. Amen. He felt fine and he felt okay. Amen. Hallelujah. He felt just fine carrying the snake because he didn't know about it. He was just going about his business, doing what he felt like he should do. But I'm telling you what, as soon as he put the bundle upon the fire, 
Amen. It exposed every snake that was in that bundle. Hallelujah. And you carry snakes around long enough, and you get a Holy Ghost service. You get a Holy Ghost fire, amen, that's going to jump out and it's going to latch onto you. Amen. What are you going to do with it? Hallelujah. Are you going to be bitten and harmed, or are you going to be bitten and, hallelujah, shake it off and be unharmed? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like I'm preaching to us tonight. Amen. I see revival, amen, in this church. Amen. But I've seen us kindle fire. After fire, after fire, hallelujah, we get a lot of good fires going, hallelujah, but when we begin to build upon the fire that we've started, snakes begin to show themselves, and we get scared, and we, and we don't shake it off, and we begin focused upon that thing, hallelujah, because in the course of, our, in the course of just living our life, amen, we can pick up bad attitudes, Amen. And we can pick up a, a wrong spirit about some things. Amen. We can go places we shouldn't and we can pick up snakes that we don't even realize. That we carry with us. But we get something that happens in church and, you know, God begins and kindles another fire. And, you know, we begin and we lay upon the altar and all of a sudden, the next thing you know, snakes are just showing up all over and we got fighting going on and things happening. And we're so focused upon the big snake, amen, instead of just shaking it off, being unharmed, amen, because that's what you ought to do. You can't just allow, and, and you know, if he could have taken that snake and shook it off back into the weeds or into the woods, amen, but he shook it back into the fire because I guarantee you the fire consumed that snake. No longer was that snake a threat. No longer was that enemy, was that, that subtle beast, amen, a threat, amen. Hallelujah, it's time, church, we shake some things into the fire. Amen, let's get some things under the blood for good. Amen, I don't want to see some of the things anymore, devil. Hallelujah, I'm tired of fighting these same battles over and over. I want victory in my life, and I want victory in this church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We need to get victory over some things. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When the children of Israel crossed over, amen, into the promised land, they crossed over the Jordan River, or the, I'm sorry, amen. They, uh, whenever they, their the enemy, hallelujah, they were standing on one side of the Red Sea, and they saw their enemy coming, and fear was there. There was a fear there. They saw their enemies, and the, they were walking across, they had just had victory, amen. They had just walked across and seen the waters parted. They had seen the miracle of God. They had seen the deliverance of God. But they stood on the other side of the Red Sea watching their enemy approach. And they would begin to have fear. Amen. But in a moment, God allowed the waters to come back together. Amen. And God said, see your enemies no more forever. Amen. I'm ready to put some things in its grave forever. Amen. I'm ready to put to sleep. Amen. I'm ready to cast into the fire some things. Amen. So we can begin to build, amen, upon the fire, amen, that we kindle. Amen. I, I thank God for every time we have, we begin and work and, and, and strive and try to get to where God wants us to go. Hallelujah. But what happens? As soon as it happens, that snake, it latches on to your arm. It latches on to your life. Amen. I'm telling you what. Just like these barbarians, the first thing that happens is that co-worker you've been talking to looks and says, I don't think they're going to survive this one. 
You know, they're always talking about how, how they love God and coming to church is so wonderful and good. But, but this one here should kill him. This one here should really turn their faith from God. The world looks at us. Amen. People look at you. Amen. I'd look at you if you had a snake dangling off your arm, stuck its venomous fangs in your arm. That'd be a curious sight to me. I'd go, whoa. See ya. <laughs> Imagine what would happen today if that were to, if I were if that little bitty four inch snake would have latched onto my arm, I would probably faint. I don't know. What would happen? Amen. If you're out camping somewhere, I know I'm unorthodox, I guess. But anyway, imagine camping and a snake latch onto your arm. A venomous. You know it's a poisonous snake. These, these guys knew the land. They knew what kind of snake it was. It was their homeland. They knew what everything, they knew every creature on that, what type it was. What, they, I guarantee they've probably seen somebody get bit with the snake, that kind of snake and see them die. They're probably sitting there going, Because something happened. Paul was a different character. Amen. Paul was something that, he, he had something in him. He knew something about uh, the word of God. He had something in him. Amen. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 54 and 17, something that Paul may have known. And I do believe, the Bible says, it goes on to say, that no weapon that is formed against these shall prosper. Amen. He knew that there's nothing that could come. Paul's, God told Paul, you're going to Rome. Hallelujah. He knew there's no snake in hell. He knew there was no trial. He knew there was no trouble that would keep him from getting to Rome. And as soon as that snake latched onto him, amen, it may have amazed the crowds. It didn't amaze Paul. Amen. He just shook it off and said, I ain't got time for this right now. I've got things to do. I don't have time. Amen. I don't have time to wait on an ambulance to come feel sorry for me. I don't have time for somebody to come and, and take extra special care of me. Amen. I don't have time because somebody hurt my feelings. I'm, this is real stuff tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, we can get tripped up in revival because of our feelings are hurt. Amen. We won't let it go. Hallelujah. We just won't let it go. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. That we have some things that God wants to get rid of. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the devil may have snuck one in on Paul and, and, and got in and, 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 and been there and not known it and, and got there. But you know what? When the rubber meets the road and the fire got hot, amen, the devil just can't stand it can't survive in that type of environment amen we need an on fire youth group to expose those things and deal with them it's not a bad thing that the snake latched on it's a bad it would be bad if we just allowed it to stay there amen god wants the things to be exposed god wants us to see the problems amen but the first thing that happens whenever we see and look in someone's life and see Oh, look, what look what's latched onto them. We begin to point fingers. Right. Amen. And it becomes a problem. And now we've, we've just caused another issue. Amen. As opposed to saying, hey, praise God, I'm with you. Shake that thing off and let's go. We're going to have revival. Amen. Let's build a fire. Amen. Let's put some more wood on the fire. Hallelujah. See what more we can expose and get rid of. Amen. I just want to get warm. Amen. And I want to get on fire for God. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Paul was bitten, but he was unharmed. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the devil's going to bite. 
Amen. He's going to bite you, and he may have come against you. Amen. But I'm telling you, I believe tonight that you can walk away unharmed. Amen. After being bitten. Amen. By whatever it is in your life that has you bit. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul's attitude, his attitude was, I just don't care what anyone else thinks. I don't care what else matters. I don't care anything. Amen. All I care about, amen, is building that fire. All I care about is gathering, amen, souls into the house of God. Amen. All I care about is seeing my family saved. Amen. All I care about is seeing those that were with me. Amen. I, is seeing each and every one of you saved. Amen. That's the only thing that should matter. And that's the only thing. Amen. That should drive us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Mark 16. Verse 17 and 18. It says. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. I believe Paul was a believer. Amen. I believe that Paul, amen, believed everything that Jesus had said. Hallelujah. He was being uh, criticized by every religious leader. He was being persecuted, amen, for teaching the things that Jesus had taught. I think if he didn't believe what Jesus Christ had said, amen, he would not have endured the hardships. He would not have endured, amen. Uh, the things that he'd gone through, amen. But he, I do, uh, through the word of God, I believe that he was a believer, amen. And you see that in verse 17 it says, And they, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, amen. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover, amen. It's not going to hurt us. Amen. The devil has nothing against this church. Amen. The devil has no weapon. The devil has no, uh, nothing that he can do. Amen. That to, can overcome you. That can overcome me. He'll bite. Amen. And he'll sneak around. And he's sly. And he'll try to get in any way that he can. Amen. But I'm telling you, we've got to get this, this attitude. That you know what? I may be bitten. But I'm going to be unharmed. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to shake this off. Amen. If our musicians would come tonight, I'm coming to a close here just in a moment. Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, these little things will grow. They'll get bigger. And we'll have to fight. The Bible says that the little foxes spoil the vine. Amen. Hallelujah. But when we have revival, the next time, think about this. I, you know, I, I know I'd love for everyone to go home and just dwell on this all night. Amen. But I feel like God spoke to me, has spoken to me, this was a week or two ago, about this. We talk about, you know, we see a good service. We have a good church. We have, a, have an evangelist. We have, uh, even when pastors, so something happens and we break. Amen. We break through, have a good time, we have awesome service, and we have great things. But what we've done is we've just laid everything on the fire. Hallelujah. We've just now put everything in who we are, and we've kindled yet another fire 
in hopes of revival for this city and to see this city come the whole city I want to see the whole city come to know who Jesus is amen and so we put everything that we are upon this fiery altar amen and, and, and we get done and there's not a neck in the sanctuary you wouldn't hug amen I've got brotherly love for every every one of my brothers every one of the young people love one another praise God all the ladies are getting along. There's nothing when you get in the Holy Ghost, when you get, when you bask in His presence and His Spirit. Amen. When you're truly full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You've got that fire kindled, and I've seen it happen. I've only been here a couple years, but I've seen it. I've seen us experience it in the short time that I've been here. What happens is those snakes, they jump out. Hallelujah. They jump out. And they latch on. They're not just in a, They have venom. There's poison in their fangs. Amen. The devil wants to destroy this church. Amen. Hallelujah. But when you get the Holy Ghost, and we've got the Holy Ghost, and we keep it, and we pray, amen, there's an immunity that comes. Just like it happened to Paul, because he had that same thing happen to him. He just wanted nothing more than to kindle and to build that fire and build the fire. He's a warm-blooded man. He was warm-blooded. He, he wasn't satisfied with the cold. He wasn't satisfied where he was at. He wasn't satisfied, amen, sitting through a Thursday night service and not clapping his hands. He wasn't satisfied with that. He said, I'm going to build, amen, I'm going to build a fire. No matter what happens, no matter what I pick up, amen, no matter, it doesn't, no matter the cost, I'm going to pick it up. And I'm going to lay it upon the fire. And whatever comes out, I'm going to shake it off. And I'm going to be unharmed. Amen. Let's stand together tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The enemy wants us destroyed. The enemy would do anything if he could destroy us. But he can't. There's nothing the enemy, there's nothing Satan can do. Nothing that he can do to destroy us. Amen. There is nothing that he can do to put us under, to put us out. Amen. But he can send along some things that when the revival gets to working hot, amen, worship service gets to going good, amen, and, and we have good prayer meeting, and, and, and pastor can stand up here, amen, that happened the other night. He said, you know what's going to happen? The same device that the devil uses time and time again. It's going to be something that's going to latch out. It's going to latch on to somebody. And it's not going to realize what it is. And they're going to begin to stare and begin to gaze at that. And wonder and awe. I can't believe. How am I going to go on? I'm feeling weak just thinking about the trial. Just thinking about what they said. Just thinking about the pain. Oh, woe is me. And begin to get our minds off of what God is trying to do. Amen. And not realize that the whole time the fire, amen, that we just kindled is beginning to go out. Hallelujah. So tonight I ask, hallelujah, let's get a fire going. Amen. Let's get a fire going. Hallelujah. And think about it and realize it and not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Hallelujah. And we see something little. It may just be a little, uh, what's happening there? If there's friction, if you're just made to feel uncomfortable, maybe you feel like you've hurt someone's feelings. Amen. Go and get that little thing taken care of tonight. Hallelujah. Get the little things taken care of because 
if it grows and, and you don't realize that, you know, maybe tonight there's just something not right. And the next time is, oh, yeah, there's something really not right. And before you know it, there's a dragon we're having to deal with. Amen. And the devil's got us distracted. Amen. From what he wants, from what God wants for this church. Amen. And that's to see revival. And that's to see Olathe. Amen. And the citizens thereof full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let us not be distracted. Hallelujah. By the little snakes and things that try to contend. Hallelujah. When they get a hold of us, remember, you may be bitten. Hallelujah. But you're not going to be hurting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's raise our hands tonight. Hallelujah. And thank Him and magnify Him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you. Hallelujah. Let's, wherever we are, let's spend a few moments in prayer before we leave tonight. Hallelujah. God, I want everything right. God, if there's something in me, Lord, expose it to my to me tonight, God. I want to see it, Lord. God, let the fire in my life get so hot that I, I see it, Lord, and it tries to escape. But God, I shake it back off of my arm. God, Lord, anoint us tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray for a few moments tonight. Hallelujah.